1: Supposed to be doing right now that we were supposed to have done yesterday?
0: Well, we're not supposed to be doing it right now. We were supposed to do it yesterday. Right. But we are doing it right now. That's
1: why we're supposed to do it, because we didn't do it yesterday.
0: Well, I know it has to do with questions that we had with regard to everything we read last week. Right. Which would mean that we're on a Sunday doing what?
1: Q&A Saturday, but wife had a shellfish reaction that was bad and gave her hives and bumps and had to go to bed after taking... Benadryl. Yes,
0: yes, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're doing our Q and A day, mm-hmm. and this is going to be over Isaiah chapters
1: sixteen through twenty.
0: Okay, you ready to do this?
1: Oh, it's a doozy. Yeah,
0: right. let's do it. <laughs> Hey, before we get into this, I have a quick announcement. Oh. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew we have a new merchandise um, group that we're dealing with. And I have recently updated all of our products on our website. So go to com, And all of the pricing is only $1 above our cost. So I'm trying to make this as price um, conscious for you as I can. Right. So hopefully that entices you to go over and take a look. And we have some really great stuff. Mugs, sweatshirts, hoodies, T-shirts, all kinds of crap. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds enticing. That, that's it. That's all I got. All right, mm. so I'm going to let you head on into the episode here.
1: All right, so do you remember last week at all? It was so confusing.
0: Yes, I was very confused. Like
1: every chapter was like, I don't know what just happened.
0: I think I got that there was a lot of death happening well people dying
1: there was prophecy of death yes that's what i meant somebody was naked and three years right yeah yeah so i i kind of just did a no let's go back and actually understand what happened yeah 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 so let's start with chapter 16 Uh you know as you do right and that was a continuing concern about moab
0: got it okay okay
1: so the previous chapter was like this is going to happen to Moab and then so now we're still talking about it.
0: It's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: right. continues the proclamation concerning Moab um and we're talking about um some cities that Isaiah is is saying is going to he have the hammer it. come down. Right, right yeah. right, yeah. So Isaiah condemns Damascus and its allies for their pride and arrogance, and he prophesies their destruction. Right. Okay?
0: Now, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think Damascus is part of the Assyrian regime. I believe regimes, so. Which, and, I, and I could be wrong about that, but, like, that's... So this is part of what was confusing me, is, like, which group he was killing at any given time.
1: Right. Well, the main cities, from what I could understand when I went back, or not cities, but nations, Assyrian... um, Ethiopian, Israel, and, Ethiopian, and Egypt. and Egypt. Right. Right. I got that. So um, when I, I get into this a little bit later, but one of the things that I came across as a little note is that the Assyrians were the most feared during that time.
0: Right. Because he refers to them as the, the tool of God more than once. And even after they talk about destroying some of them, that comes back later when he was talking about Ethiopia and Egypt, that mm-hmm. he's still... Or the Assyrians are still the tool of Egypt or of, of right. God, whatever.
1: Yeah. So. Well, during that time, um, they were the most abusive. All the little nations feared what Assyria would do to them.
0: Got it. So Got that it.
1: was that was the biggest, scariest one.
0: Got it. Okay. okay.
1: So um send the lamb to the ruler of the land. That that was something that was said. Okay. We, we were like, I don't even know what that means. Right. Um. Isaiah saying that Moab should resume bringing tribute to Jerusalem, thereby submitting themselves to God. So we're getting away from Assyria and we're just talking about Moab, Moab now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying that Moab is going to come back into the fold. Okay. okay. And we saw that a lot in these early chapters that um, these nations and cities that were not accepting God, the, the God of the Israelites, are going to come back
0: into sure. the fold okay okay yep. so
1: that's what that meant right so in second kings chapter three the king of moab who once paid tribute to israel stopped doing so when king ahab of israel died okay okay so isaiah is counseling moab to resume this payment They're of like tribute. hey
0: fuckers just because he died we still need shit
1: right right you, you don't and get stopped. stop not only that but like it's not just for us, it's to put you back in God's good graces. Yeah, that's what they all say. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> I'm not here like to try to say, and that'll be great. to say that was their supposed mm-hmm. reasoning. Yeah. Okay? okay. I don't know how much the leaders believed that, but that's the I know how story much they would say. I would selling. believe it and that would be zero. Right. Exactly. You fuckers just want my money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the next little bit is Isaiah's word to Judah as she observes Moab under judgment. Okay. Okay. So remember at this time, Judah and Israel were at arms with each other. They're They're separate separate nations. Right. Right. So Isaiah is like talking to Judah and saying, now look what's happening with Moab. Be concerned.
0: Got it. Um,
1: So he's saying, hide the outcasts. Now out of compassion, Isaiah pleads with the rulers of Judah to hide the outcasts of Moab. Okay. So, He's trying to convince them that it's in their best interest to so shelter.
0: Was Moab being attacked by the Assyrians at this point? Is that partly why they're, they're having to shelter outcasts, or what's going on?
1: Um, they're being attacked by their own people, the ones who do not take God. Okay. So he's he's saying, Judah, please take in the the ones who still the ones who believe our God, God or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, his great sympathy for the Moabites is likely due to the connection between Moab and the royal house of David. Sure. So he's I mean, like, like
0: Ruth was a Moabite, right? Yes. Yeah. So yes. like, there's there's all kinds of connections to Moabites, and they weren't mm-hmm. really far. I think they were part of the one of the lines from Noah or something like that. Like that, or I don't I think, remember exactly. It was like
1: I think one of Moses's wives was a Moabite,
0: something like that. Yeah. So like, there, I don't there's, remember. there's definitely some connections biblically yeah. to the Moabites.
1: So is, Isaiah is like, we need to help the people that are the people of God. Right, you know? right, um, He wanted Judah to be a place of refuge and protection for Moab under judgment. So he also knows um, Judah is about to, or I'm sorry, Moab is about to get the hammer come down. He wants to protect them from that. Okay. He's like, God is about to judge judge this nation. Um, if you can get out, go to Judah. Judah, please help.
0: Got it. Okay. okay.
1: So the next little bit is a plea for refuge among Moab in the day of the righteous king. So in Isaiah 16, 3, Judah was counseled to receive the outcasts of Moab. Okay, okay? Mm-hmm. and now Moab is asked to receive the outcast, and so that happens. Got it. Um, this may be an end times prophecy of how Moab will be a place of refuge for Jews escaping the fury of the Antichrist after the abomination of desolation, as described in the Book of Revelation.
0: So this is a Christian adaptation of um the, the yes what's and happening. no,
1: yes and no. I added this little bit just because I thought it was interesting. Got it. Okay. There are some who say that, yes.
0: Right, right, right. I, I, I just think it's funny that, like, even even as much as I didn't exactly understand what was going on in these chapters, mm-hmm. it seemed pretty clear and straightforward to me that it was talking about things that would be near future, not long time. Right. Thousands of years down the road.
1: And, and that's a big argument among scholars sure the apologists versus the actual academics no
0: but just i mean just the way it read like Mm -hmm. the way things were said yeah did not indicate to me and again i'm not a scholar i'm not not an academic i'm not studying this but it doesn't indicate to me that this was something that was going to happen thousands of years later
1: no they were they all seemed like near prophecies yeah yeah for sure yeah so the pain in moab at the judgment of god is the next bit okay okay Mm -hmm. the moabites took great pride in their vineyards but god used the lords of the nations to break them down and to destroy everything moab took pride in gotcha so that's why he attacked their vineyards we were like who right why what yeah but that's why that's what their nation was renowned for so he's like i'll take that from you then
0: okay okay yeah punishment
1: yes because fear the lord right don't forget
0: we gotta we gotta do that
1: Yeah. (laughs) So then there was the bit about Isaiah's sorrow of heart for Moab, which we already talked about a little bit why he would have those feelings. Right. And then um, the last little bit of chapter 16 was about, um, it said three years until judgment comes on Moab. Okay. Okay. So still kind of near.
0: Right. We got a specific timeline here. Right. Or, you know, specific-ish.
1: Now, um, there's a note. Um, from scholars that says since we don't know the exact date of isaiah's prophecy it is impossible to independently verify the accuracy of the within three years prediction so
0: but did it happen anytime in this time frame
1: i could not find a lot of information on that
0: right but uh, like i mean i I, kind of take issue with a historian saying we can't corroborate this because of this it's but you could corroborate it within a hundred years maybe and just be like it could have been this. It might have been this. It,
1: it's an attempt to be sensitive to a controversial issue. And it's basically a way of saying, we probably didn't find any evidence of this, <laughs> but we don't want to say that shit never happened.
0: Yeah, that's 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 why I'm taking issue with the way that was phrased, right? Because I'm like, right. no, that you're you're you didn't find shit and you're saying we didn't find shit because it wasn't there, right. And it wasn't there because it didn't happen. But you don't want to say that, so you're being like real coy about it. Right. So,
1: and that's how I read it as well. Yeah. All right. So now we get into chapter 17. Okay. Okay. And chapter 17 is a proclamation against Syria and Israel. So we're still um, with Isaiah giving all of these prophecies about the various nations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Isaiah prophecies about the destruction of Ephraim and Samaria, the two northern kingdoms of Israel declaring that they will be defeated and exiled.
0: Sure. Okay. Okay.
1: So um, the chapter opens with the Lord speaking to Damascus and Ephraim. So Damascus was actually, it looks like, a part of um, um, Assyria. No. Oh. No. Um, I think we're saying that Damascus was a part of Israel. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Oh, here we go. You were right. Damascus was one of the great cities of the ancient world, the capital of of Syria. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say I,
0: I I know of Damascus, so I didn't think I was wrong there, but it's one of the major. No, you you were sure. right.
1: I apologize. So, he's talking to Damascus again and saying this shit's going to come down. Okay? Yep. Um now when he talked about the judgment on Israel, Ephraim was the dominant tribe. Of the northern kingdom of Israel. Okay. At this time, Israel and Syria were closely aligned against Judah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yep. Which is why God's judgment against Israel via Ephraim came at the same time as his judgment against Syria. Got Damascus. It. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. So um the next bit covers the humble response to the judgment of the Lord. In the midst of this severe judgment, some people will respond with humble respect for God, and that'll be great. Those people will be taken in, and that's awesome.
0: The way they were taken in, though, it looked like to me was through slavery, though. Yes. Which doesn't... Yes. (laughs) It's not not a very nice way to to treat those who submit to you. Right. (laughs) Exactly. They were definitely
1: uh, taking advantage of that situation in the worst way possible. Yeah. Again, that's that's the way um, the apologists phrased it. Yeah. So
0: taking in, I love it. I love they it.
1: took them in. They as they slaves. find some
0: really creative ways to escape that a whole slavery thing. They do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next bit is about God's judgment will bring man's work to nothing, and the rush of the nations against Syria and Israel.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the bit where God's going to use other nations to bring judgment against Syria and Israel. Okay. He's, gonna use them as tools to you know wipe them flat
0: right but syria was also a syria was one of the ones that he was using as a tool as well mm-hmm. so yeah this is where it was getting really fucking confusing
1: well he's using them all as tools against each other is basically what it sure. comes down to it's
0: a big-ass fucking war lots of people died and they're claiming god used people as tools right that's that's it's, that's the gist of
1: it. it's war in the middle east right. got it yeah. yeah Shit sucked yes yes um now, this doesn't mean that the nations that God uses to judge them will be exempt from their own judgment, which that's right. what you just said. Yeah. God will rebuke them and they will flee far away. Sure. Okay. So that's basically what you just said. Then. Yeah. The it, tools are tools until they get smacked down by somebody else who's a tool. Right. Looks to me like everyone's a tool. Yeah. Okay. So that was chapter 17. Everyone's a tool.
0: Okay. Okay. Now we're heading into 18. 18. 18. 18.
1: And this is about a prophecy concerning Ethiopia. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, I found this very interesting. Many biblical scholars say that this is the most, one of the most obscure prophecies in the whole book of Isaiah.
0: I'm glad I'm not alone then.
1: But I remember saying that at the time. um, Yeah. Like I had come across that note. So I'm reiterating this shit up front to say that's why this chapter was super confusing. Okay. Okay. Yep. Isaiah describes the coming invasion of Ethiopia which will bring judgment on egypt and declaring that ethiopia will be humiliated and its people scattered which he basically said humiliated and scattered to all of the nations that got smacked
0: sure what's what's funny to me about this whole thing is that up until this point the only mention i think of well i don't even know if ethiopia was mentioned then but i think Mm -hmm. they were back when um Solomon was king, and the um, Egyptianist queen... The princess came from there. Yeah, Yeah. she came from Ethiopia or something like that. And
1: that that. was only in one of our Q&A suppositions. I don't think it even said it in the Bible. Right, right, yeah. So,
0: yeah. It might have, but regardless, like, there hasn't been much talk of Ethiopia, and then all of a sudden we're worried about conquering them and getting conquered, and and all this shit just pops out of nowhere with regard to how the Bible reads.
1: Right, well, that's interesting you say that, because my very next note is a note about Ethiopia.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay.
1: Ethiopia was a major world power who ruled Egypt for parts of of that and, history. Yeah,
0: so it's so a lot of that gets I think that's where Queen Sheba was part of yes. that they both were kind of one power at that point. Yes. Because they talked about Ethiopia and Egypt as kind of one. Right. When that was being discussed. And that's
1: because power went back and forth between the two. Sure. And um Ethiopia was a chief rival rival to Assyria, which makes sense. Yeah. Um you know they both they were a dominant Egypt, culture they and were. they both wanted Egypt because yeah. Egypt was flourishing and it was flourishing because it, of the location where it was settled along the fertile crescent and the Nile and right. it was just great land to have sure. so everybody fought over it yep now since judah was caught in the middle of this conflict it would make sense for judah to ally with ethiopia against assyria
0: sure so yep.
1: that's why they get um put in a lot of the same prophecies at okay. this or announcements at the same time.
0: Right. And, and but this this brings me to like, you know, this this isn't so much about God. It's just about world fucking events that are going on and yes. how the Israelites are reacting to these things. Yes. Right. Exactly. It's, that that's what strikes me as a very important piece to take away is that Ethiopia hasn't been a part of any biblical anything really, right? Until right now, all of a sudden, there there's this big chunk of this this prophecy and this Mm -hmm. thing that's going on. But we haven't before this. God was in a much smaller circle, Mm -hmm. you know, and now we're expanding out. Yes, because cultures are expanding, not because God's expanding.
1: Right, right. That's true. So, do you remember there was a reference to whirring wings? Yes. Uh, yeah, whirring wings. Yes. Okay, so that refers to Ethiopia being an insect-infested land. The Nile Valley is famous for its many buzzing insects. Got it. So, that's what that had to do I with. I heard
0: once they had like a plague of locusts even.
1: Um, We're going to get into that <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So, Isaiah is addressing Ethiopian ambassadors who have traveled to Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. That's who he was talking to. Sure. So then the Lord rejects the offer of help from the Ethiopians because he claims he's more than able to deal with the Assyrians himself.
0: Wait, God's literally, he's, he's negotiating with uh—with people that are trying to negotiate? He's like, uh, hey, I see you guys negotiating. I got this. Leave those fuckers alone.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. He's like, this is Isaiah speaking for God. Right. Okay? And Isaiah's like, God says He got this. Yeah. Thanks anyway, guys. But was
0: he naked at the time? That's the big. Not question. yet. That's okay, the okay. next chapter. Right. And I will have to notes about that. I guess, I guess if that. he's not naked, maybe you can still listen to the guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like I said, we'll talk about that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So the Ethiopians came to Mount Zion, or they're going to come to Mount Zion, because um, it's prophecy. According to Isaiah, he announces that there will be a day when instead of Israelite messengers bringing news to Ethiopia. Of an alliance against the Assyrians, Ethiopians will come to us and worship God, us, Israel. Got it. Okay, Yeah. So instead of us, Israel, sending messengers to them, they will be coming to us, Israel.
0: And I took issue with that because I don't recall any point in time where Egypt or Ethiopia was, you know, Christian. That I'm I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. Now, I am not... You know, I'm not a major historian here. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll get into
1: that a little bit. Okay. okay? Because I do have a note about that. All right. Okay. So now we're in chapter 19. Okay. Okay. this is about the oracle concerning Egypt. Sure. Okay. Isaiah prophecies about the future of Egypt. He describes how Egypt will be conquered and its people enslaved. But he also promises that a remnant of Egyptians will be saved and turned back to God.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Remember that was the both and
0: yes, right. you will
1: be uh, smacked by tools, but then yay, everybody.
0: Also, wasn't he going to plague them first? Or play after they turned back to God, he was going to plague them and then cure them just to show them how powerful yes. he was or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: So the Lord strikes Egypt by giving them over to civil war and submission to a cruel master. So he's letting them get smacked down and enslaved and humiliated. And he's like, sorry for your luck, but you were naughty.
0: Right, right. So
1: Egypt was one of the great powers of the ancient world, and being situated immediately to the south of Israel, it was an empire that Israel constantly had to reckon with. Sure. Many times Egypt had been the enemy of Israel, and at times Egypt had been a refuge for Israel, and sometimes Egypt offered a tempting but ungodly alliance to Israel. Sure. So it's like their frenemy. You
0: right, know what I right, mean? Yeah. Um, They're just always there. They're
1: always there. Sometimes they team up for a common cause and sometimes like when it's safe to do so and all the other wars stop, then they're like, and now we can get back to our conflict.
0: Right, right.
1: So that is why God presents both a prophecy against and for Egypt.
0: It's kind of funny because they kind of still hold the same um, place in history right now. Mm -hmm. Like Egypt is a frenemy of Israel at the moment too. Right. For now. For For now. now. For now, so. yeah.
1: And, and, yeah, I mean, dealing with, like, trying to let refugees in from the Israeli-Palestine uh, conflict.
0: Well, and all it would take would f- is just for them to decide, we're done with you and start fighting. And it mm-hmm. would cause, you know, a huge war in the right. region. So,
1: Right, exactly. So that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Isaiah prophecies a coming civil war in Egypt. Okay. Yeah, okay. The Lord strikes Egypt for drying by drawing up the Nile, thus wrecking their economy. Man. Yeah, he's going to do that, okay? Yeah. So the Nile River was the key to Egypt's agriculture and economy, and for it to suffer a severe drought or lowering would have been a devastating effect on the lives of the Egyptians, sure. obviously. Yeah. Like, even a, a child in fifth grade knows that. Right, right. Like, we all learn about the Fertile Crescent and the Nile and... If it goes away, that's bad. And
0: we need water, regardless of where you are in the world. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. hmm So the Lord is first going to strike Egypt by sending them foolish counsel. Okay? Goddamn As,
0: foolish counsel. I hate
1: foolish counsel. Fuckers. As God strikes Egypt, not only does he give them cruel rulers, but he also gives these cruel rulers foolish counsel. Okay. So they're not only going to be mean, they're going to be mean and stupid.
0: Got it. So it's like uh, Stephen Trump. Miller for Trump.
1: Stephen Miller for Trump. Trump. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So the princes of Zoan have be of Zion. Wait, <laughs> yeah, Zion have become fools. Do you remember that? Well, was, was I going was- to
0: say that one more time?
1: The princes of Zoan have... I keep saying Zoan. The princes of Zion have become fools.
0: So this is they're talking about princes of Israel?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? It is Zoan. Okay. Sorry.
0: I was like, what are, I couldn't what are read, we talking about I here? couldn't
1: read what I what I have here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the princes of... Okay, here it's verse 13. Ready? Yes. The princes of Zoan have become fools. The princes of Noph are deceived. They have also deluded Egypt, those who are the mainstay of its tribes. Okay? Sure. That was verse 13. Okay. Um, princes here refers to a group of expert counselors of the Egyptian pharaoh. They are the ones who are being... Counseling
0: and being whatever. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay.
1: Despite their renowned wisdom, they are mocked as incapable.
0: Mm. Okay? Okay. And
1: that's what's happening there. Got it. So moving on, um, when God strikes Egypt, there will be terror among the people. You know, sure. that makes sense. Right. Right? Yeah. Now, for thousands of years, the land of Judah lay submissively in the shadow of the great Egyptian empire. Isaiah prophecies a day when Judah will be mightier than Egypt and the land of Judah will be a terror to Egypt.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's, that's interesting because I bet a lot of people do equate that to today. Mm hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah. So in the last bit of that chapter, Egypt is going to turn to God. Okay. Uh huh. Isaiah's prophecies in this chapter appear to point to two different seasons in Egyptians future. In the nearer season, Egypt will experience sweeping judgment from God, leaving the nation divided and destitute. The second season is set further in the future, when God will return to earth and establish his kingdom, and in that era, the Egyptians will recognize God and respect his power to destroy them. Then the people of Egypt will begin to worship him as their own god.
0: Gotta have that fear before you start worshiping. Yes. It's, It's always about fear.
1: Yes. Now, the prophecy states that five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan. We were really confused about that. Like, what the fuck does that mean?
0: Right, yeah.
1: Okay? Some scholars suggest this means that those initial cities will be the beginning of a nationwide repentance. And all of Egypt will end up swearing allegiance to God in this time. The act of learning Israel's language, which Canaan refers to Israel. Okay. All right. Okay.
0: And that's what I was confused about Mm -hmm. because they defeated the Canaanites originally. Right. To move.
1: So the language of Canaan was whatever Israel spoke. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. So the act of learning Israel's language may indicate a humility to fully adapt to the ways of God's people. Got it. You know, they're being forced to learn that language. Yeah. Yeah. One of these five key cities will be called city of the sun. Um, some translations have it a uh, city of destruction, but that's because the Egyptian words, or I'm sorry, not the Egyptian, the Hebrew words for sun and destruction are exactly the same, except for like one of them has a little dot under it. Okay. So it makes it hard to decipher. So most scholars, like in some translations, it still says city of the, um, destruction sure but most scholars agree that it should say city of the sun which is likely a reference to the egyptian city of the sun called heliopolis oh okay right?
0: sure which yeah. was
1: a center of worship to the egyptian sun god ra
0: that makes and sense that would
1: be a big fucking deal if that city fell
0: right 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 Yep.
1: now this comes to what i told you we have a note about that later okay there did come to be A widespread knowledge of God in Egypt. In the days of Jesus, more than a million Jews lived in Egypt. In the early days of Christianity, there was a strong, vital church in Egypt for more than 600 years. Huh. Okay. So, that did happen, apparently. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I... I didn't want to like poop on you, but I did no, want to no, say no, no. I appreciate that, and I
0: guess you know if, you, if I really were to stop and think about it, um, the the Islamic religion didn't actually even happen until I think it was like eight or nine hundred um, A.D. Mm-hmm. So it was, it hadn't, Islam hadn't even established as a religion at this point. So it 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 makes some sense that Christianity might have taken some hold. Of, I guess right in, in between, it was like a transitional between their um, their old gods and, and mm-hmm. their new gods basically. exactly so, yeah. yep yep okay
1: so ending up that chapter an amazing peace between three formerly hostile enemies will occur okay uh-huh. and that's when we were talking about that highway or byway or freeway you remember <laughs> yes okay so god promises the day will come when there will be peace between israel egypt and assyria Okay. And that would be amazing. Right. Yeah. There will be trade and travel between the three nations. That's what he meant by a highway from Egypt to Assyria. OK. So that all three nations will prosper.
0: And that again, that makes sense. Like and especially given that we're talking about a um, time frame right now mm-hmm. that is everybody's expanding their reach. Right. Mm-hmm. Like obviously there's things that are allowing people to trade more, reach out to further and further places and interact with more and more different people.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and to so, fight over gods more
0: and to fight over gods more yeah so it's 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 taking hold in the bible now what we're reading because society is moving forward right and that that so it's causing different interactions it's causing different problems mm-hmm. and it's not because of god it's because clashes of soci- of societies and right. and cultures
1: right right because um humanity evolves
0: yeah. changes
1: you grows know? grows i
0: mean you yeah. know so yeah
1: yes So that was chapter 19.
0: Okay. Okay. Are
1: you a little more clear on all that now?
0: I am. That that definitely helps out a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I grasped some of this when we were reading it, but I wasn't sure. You know, like Mm -hmm. it was very muddled how they talked about it. So I, I wasn't sure how all this was breaking down.
1: Well, I get really confused when we're talking about cities versus nations versus kingdoms. And I forget who belongs to what at what point. Sure. And so... Taking these notes really helped me understand who the fuck we're talking about.
0: Right, right.
1: Okay, so now we're talking about chapter 20. Yep. Okay. Nakenness. Assyria to conquer Egypt and Ethiopia. Don't trust in Egypt. Yeah. Okay? Okay. So Isaiah describes the Assyrian invasion of Judah. He warns the people of Judah not to rely on Egypt for help. Don't do it. But to trust in God alone.
0: God okay? is definitely not real.
1: And so. don't forget, like, this is... <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget, though, that Judah and um, Israel are not at peace with each other when he's making this uh, proclamation or whatever. So for him to be saying this to Judah, Judah's like, whomst the fuck do you think you are to tell us these things? Like, you go away now. Thank you. Right,
0: right. Was he naked yet, though? No. No, not yet.
1: not yet. All right. Okay. So... Then we talk about the political setting for the sign, the political setting. So remember that chapter started in the year that Tartan came to Ashdod. and We were like, in the year that what, 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 what now? (laughs) Okay. It describes a time when the army of Assyria will conquer the Philistine city of Ashdod, which is an invasion that actually occurred in 711 BC. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Well, there's some, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's some history for you. Yeah, some history. Okay. Yeah. So, next the Lord gives Isaiah a sign to act out. Here we come. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Isaiah wore an outer garment of sackcloth. Right. Clothes of mourning. Yep. God told him to remove his sackcloth and to take his sandals off. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Isaiah was not actually nude. He was not completely without clothing. Instead, he only wore the inner garment customary in that day, sort of like if you were to walk around only in your underwear or oh, your pajamas. Okay? okay. All right. So the message wasn't about actual nudity. It was about complete poverty and humiliation. Okay. And Isaiah dressed as the poorest and most destitute would dress. Got it. He was naked, but not nude, if that uh, makes okay. sense. All right. Which that I'll is- allow it.
0: Yeah. The... It's not it's not very clear when you're reading the Bible. No, and but if I guess you were, that has you have to know context and, and how people dressed back then and and, things and, like and that what to they understand. mean by naked versus right. nude. Right.
1: Right. So if you were reading it just as it says, which is what a lot of Christians claim, yeah, then no, he was naked.
0: I have to say though, it it's a lot more fun to read it that way.
1: It is, because imagining ding dongs swinging in the wind <laughs> is funnier. It just is. I'm right, sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to be a child. I just am. Right. Yeah. So that sign, him marching around like poor and destitute and in his undies and stuff. Yeah. That was a sign of the coming humiliation of Egypt. Got it. Basically, he was dressing ahead of time. It was all part of of the prophecy. Right. Well, he was dressing ahead of time in the way that Egypt would be dressing. Got it. Okay? Yep. It was a message against Egypt because the king of Assyria would lead away the Egyptians as prisoners. Now,
0: I do have I do have a problem with this because one of the things that they compared was that he was going to be he's dressed like this just like and they say just like the Assyrians or somebody Egyptians one of them was going to be led away showing their buttocks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, they did compare it to nakedness at some level. They did.
1: They did, yeah. And I saw that in my notes, too, and I was like, hmm. So, it might
0: just be apologists apologizing for the nakedness. The nakedness, right. Uh, You know, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not trying to say that they're wrong. What you're saying makes sense to me, but... Or
1: it could be similar to um, when they cut their shirts short so that their junk showed right? their uncircumcised or circumcised penises for embarrassment sure like it could have been something like that where they're kind of naked I don't kinda,
0: know. yeah i know i and i don't know either but i don't always have faith in these interpretations that people right. give me either because they don't always match up to what's being said it sounds like they stretch a little bit to um appease certain crowds right you know
1: so maybe they were naked maybe they weren't maybe their undies had um the buttholes cut out i don't right. know right you know yeah I I don't know.
0: Sure, and we won't know because right. we can't go back to you know those times and see it.
1: If I could get into a time machine, You'd that I'd be safe, I would go visit that day just to look and see. Were you actually naked, Like,
0: dude? What's up, naked or you know under undershirt? Like, what's going on? Do you
1: have undies on? That's right. all I want to know.
0: Yeah, why didn't Bill and Ted go back there?
1: They should have. Right? That would have been fun for them because then they could have seen Ding Dong or No. Yeah. Right? And then
0: they would have had to change the rating on the movie, though. True. Yeah.
1: Well, they didn't have to show the Ding Dong. That's true. They could have just showed their eyes going, like, really super wide, going, (laughs) whoa, dude! Right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: All right. So, as the Assyrians took the Egyptians captive, they would humiliate them by stripping them and leading them away as prisoners. Which would obviously be to the shame of Egypt.
0: Right. Okay. Sure.
1: So I don't, I tend to think that if they're trying to embarrass them, that they would strip them down super naked. Yeah. So,
0: which when they compared Isaiah to mm-hmm. that, that sounds like he's fucking naked. Yeah. So, and again, there's no way to know. People are going to say what they're going to say. Right. I like the idea that he's naked better, though. So I, I might just, in my mind, keep it that way because it's more fun.
1: I'm going to keep it that way because it makes more sense to me in spite of the very logical thing that was stated as yes. far as, like, you no, know, he was walking around in his undies, you guys.
0: But ultimately, I don't really think that it matters all that much either way you interpreted it. It right. means the same thing either way. Right. One way he's naked, one way he's clothed for a PG-13 movie. Right. You know, I mean,
1: either way, he was walking around in a state of destitution and humiliation. Right. It's a matter of. But how destitute was he? Right. Right? So um, the final bit of that chapter is the signs message to Judah. Okay. When God judges Ethiopia and Egypt, it will be evident how foolish it was for Judah to look to them for protection against Assyria.
0: How dare you look for help outside of God? Right. God is all you need.
1: That was a big part of what this is about um, and why um, God turned down the offer of assistance from the Ethiopians. Right. Because he's like, they if, don't need your help. They just need to rely on me.
0: If God's so fucking powerful, why did he need the help of the Assyrians to be a tool?
1: He didn't need to do that. He chose
0: to Whatever, do that. Fuck him. That's some fucking bullshit. They justify whatever the fuck they want to justify on any given day based on what happened in history and they're like, Yeah, that's what happened. This is because God did this, and that's because God did this. And that's why there's so many fucking contradictions. Yeah. Because they can't even keep their own information straight because it's not true. Right. It's just it's just bullshit. They're trying to pawn off on some God character. Right. Whatever. Whatever. So, anyway, that looks like uh, all we have for today.
1: That was my Q and A over chapters sixteen through twenty. Awesome. I hope everybody feels a little bit better, and that we cleared up some of the questions that we all had. I think
0: I I, I, I learned some stuff today. I, 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 I appreciate well. it. It's not that I didn't have some of this information in my head, but it, it straightened it out in my head.
1: I had none of this information in my head, so I appreciated all of the notes that I took. <laughs> honestly, like. I was so lost. I was like, somebody's a tool, but I don't remember who and why.
0: Right, right.
1: And also fear God.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, I mean, don't. Yeah, don't do that. No, don't. Sorry, I I don't know why I said definitely, but don't don't fear God. That's dumb.
1: No, I mean, if you're one of these people in this book, yes, fear God. But if you're one of us who is outside of the book canon. Right. Yeah. No, No. don't.
0: Don't. Just don't. All right. So we will. are Are we doing our book club still? Do you have a book club this week?
1: Um, I need to do some more prep work for it, but it should be okay.
0: We may, we'll probably do a book club today. We'll, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Um, if you catch this before 3 p.m. on Sunday, which we'll be releasing here shortly, maybe, um, we are doing a live on Discord today. So if you haven't joined us on Discord before, join us over there. If you haven't joined us on Discord before, but you see this, or you hear this after that time frame, join us on Discord anyway and catch the next live that's on there. Mm -hmm. So...
1: And we do one every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern.
0: Correct. Correct. Um, That being said, uh, we may be back later with a book club. We will definitely have a wrap up out at some point today. And then we'll be back on Monday with...
1: Isaiah chapter 21.
0: We'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end.